listening to the Inspiring Minds show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. This is Todd Goodwin, your host and hypnotist. Our goal is to inspire, empower, and transform your life. So stay tuned and inspire your mind. Welcome to the Inspiring Minds show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. Thank you. I'm Todd Goodwin, your host and hypnotist. And today um, we're going to be doing some really, have some really interesting conversation about hypnosis and regression therapy. Uh, but before we do, I just want to remind you, last week's show was using hypnosis for entertainment uh, with um, special guest sports and uh, entertainment hypnotist Peter Kingsley. So if you missed that show, go to ownyourpowerlifestyle.com and look for it in the archives along with other great shows um, for, from this show and from other uh, co-hosts here on the um, Own Your Power Radio Network. So today we are going to be talking with Dana Peicher, who's a certified hypnotherapist and um, has several specialties, and one of them is using hypnosis for regression. Uh, many people have heard about regression in terms of past life regression, and it can also be used to resolve a lot of personal issues or emotional challenges people have so welcome to the show, Dana. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to share with you. You have one fan in the, in the room. Right? <laughs> a very big fan. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, All right, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. So um, with a few minutes before we go to our first break, can you just tell me a little bit about how you came into the world of hypnotherapy and, and what sure. brought you to that place and... and you know, why you do what you do. Sure. Well, um, hypnotherapy kind of came to me by surprise. It was nothing I ever thought I would do. Um, and it's been a great surprise. I absolutely love doing this now. And I love facilitating hypnosis for people, um, with trauma and other things, you know, I specialize in trauma. Um, regression specifically also came a little bit after I didn't initially start with my hip hypnosis practice doing regression. Um, but I, I entered into that a little bit later when I realized how profound the effects are. Um, I got into hypnosis specifically. My own story is uh, maybe almost five years ago now, I was in a near-fatal car accident, and I was smashed, left handicapped, and um, had really high post-traumatic stress, PTSD. I had to learn to walk and talk again, and it was, I was in very bad shape. And essentially, I, I knew something was wrong because I was one person. And then all of a sudden, I, I was having difficulty doing anything in life, not barely able to function. So I knew I had to see a psychologist or, or to that was in my mind at the time, you know, sure. definitely didn't, was not thinking along the lines of a hypnotist. Right. So I saw a psychologist and she was a nice woman. But uh, after a certain amount of time, I realized that I was not seeing any change um, Mm -hmm. nothing at all. And because of the fact that I really knew who I was, I had a solid foundation of the fact that I was an independent person. I, I knew how to wash the dishes by myself and all of a sudden I couldn't. I really knew that there had to be a way of getting back there. So after uh, a long time of seeing this woman, I, for, um, for just normal <clears throat> talk therapy, for talk therapy, I realized that I had to find something else. So I met a woman who survived cancer, and she said I would not have survived cancer were not for this trauma therapist that she went to, and she came with very high recommendations. Sure. So I said, okay, let's check this woman out. And when I met her, she said I'm a bit alternative. I hope that's okay. 
And yeah, and I said, I'm desperate. And she said, I do this thing called hypnosis. <laughs> so again, at the time, I um, definitely was not interested because I was very skeptical. And then um, after meeting with her a handful of times, I really liked her and I decided to go for it. And within that first session, I walked in one way, walked out feeling another. I um, Now I know exactly what she did, but at the time I didn't know yeah. what she did. And then um, I felt better. And within six weeks, I had no trauma anymore. Within That's two amazing. months, yeah, I had no depression. Within three months, my anxiety was gone. She saved my life. That's awesome. And that's what inspired you. That's what inspired me to get into this work, yeah. Well, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> it's interesting how a lot of times people who do the work that we do have had some profound experience. Sure. And, it, and that way you don't need to believe, you don't need to be trained to believe this stuff works. You know it intuitively, you know it intrinsically, and so then you're just able to... Um, Give it over. That gives you an authenticity when you work with clients. For sure, 100%. That's great. So we're going to be back in a moment. We're going to you know, and ask Dana some questions about the different types of regression that can be used in hypnosis and why someone would use uh, regression as a, as a methodology and some of the other things that she's experienced as a hypnotherapist using that as a, as a tool. Uh, so we'll be back in a few moments. This is the Inspiring Minds show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. We'll be back in a few. Stay well. The sweet tongue of fur and feather that is a white bird Waiting for you here between the superheroes And the electric blanket is warm I could be sweet, I could be
Welcome back to the Inspiring Minds Show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. I'm Todd Goodwin, your host, and today we're talking with Dana Peicher, hypnotherapist at the Miami Hypnosis Center. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Thank you. We were just here a couple minutes ago. This is great. Okay, so um, before the break, you spoke briefly about how you got into hypnotherapy as a, as a profession, as a career, and your own personal experience with overcoming PTSD and, and resolving depression and anxiety and all of that through what you were originally told was alternative. Right. Um, we'll get into that at another time, the whole, the whole question about, and we've talked about that many times, about mm -hmm. what's alternative versus mainstream and the people who define that are the ones who have all the power and the, right. the money marketing it. Um, but that, that aside, keep my... my uh, political agenda when it comes to healthcare out of this. But my question is though, Dana, what is regression and, or at least how would you define it as you do it in your work? Okay. Great question. Regression in general. So hypnosis can have many facets. You know, uh, a, a lot of the hypnotists I know work very differently. And as long as you are achieving the same results, it really, in, a, in essence, it doesn't matter how you get there. Regression happens to be one of my favorite tools um, because the way I see it working is it gets really to the core of the issue. So oftentimes we have an issue, let's say, um, let's say it's a, an addiction of some sort to okay. anything. Okay. So you're not born with that addiction um, for the most part, unless there is the potential that, you know, your parents, but that aside, um, but mo most things like <laughs> most smoking things, or, right. uh, are learned behaviors. Right, exactly. So these learned behaviors, um, they, I, I see it as, different instances over time that have been compiled and um, they become an addiction because there's significant memories in your mind that you've become attached to 
And you don't want to get rid of an addiction because of the emotional attachment. It's not even necessarily the drug or the nicotine or the food. It's more around the emotional attachment to your addiction. Okay. So regression is really interesting. Why? Because you can get to the specific earlier instances that have created the addiction or the emotional um, patterns or um, habits or behavior. So when you use regression therapy, it's basically like getting into the first instances, the core core of the issue as to what you have at hand. And when you resolve those earlier instances, um, you, ne- you don't really need those, those coping habits anymore, such as addiction, because you've cleansed internally. Okay, so you're taking people back to, in, in, in what, explain to the people who are listening, mm-hmm. the in what their imagination, obviously, because you can't go right. back in time, obviously. Right. So how, so for people who are like, well, how can you do that? You know, that was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. What, what's, what's actually happening in, in the session, not getting into the technique and the process as sure. much, but what from an outsider's perspective is really going on. So what's fascinating about regression and hypnosis in general is it, it is the use of imagination to heal. And oftentimes people have this misconception about hypnosis that you lose control and you're, you're not in your brain whatsoever, but it's actually the opposite. You're in hyperfocus, and it's through the use of your creative mind, your imagination, that you can tap into earlier memories or use different types of techniques to shift your perspective. Okay. So <clears throat> what we do, you're 100% right. You cannot walk into your past and you know move things and renegotiate or have a different conversation with someone but what you can do is you through the use of imagination through um different hypnotic techniques you can get back into your your mind and essentially correct um or resolve issues uh, emotionally that happen to you um so when you resolve the emotional issues then through the regression then you you feel better even though you're not changing the past Okay, so it's is it kind of like going through your mental filing cabinet, let's right. say, pulling out a file that said, uh, you know, abuse at five years old, mm-hmm. and opening up that experience and re-reviewing it. Whether you're, does a person going through that in your in your practice, do they re? experience it in a sense or is it really more observing it or or can it be either so great question um what's interesting about that is i often say you're reviewing you're not reliving okay so there is a a, you're detached from it so you're the adult now and you're going back into this memory that you have when you're five years old so you can have an experience of feeling the feelings that you had um but it's it's not as quote-unquote painful it's not as painful anymore because you are the observer you're looking back at something that happened to you in a very detached way and you can be more logical about what happened that's really all it is because oftentimes when things happen we are irrational about Mm -hmm. our response especially when we're a kid and we don't have the coping mechanisms that we have as an adult and we don't have the the maturity the way to to frame it and, and and have more of a holistic complete perspective we look at it only from the child's mind right exactly so so and, and sorry to interrupt you but so if let's just say i mean i can think of one experience that comes to mind when i was when i was i don't know seven or eight years old i remember being in in class and 
something. I was standing in front of the class during a, um, a report or something like that. And I remember, I don't remember all the details, but something happened where I felt very embarrassed mm -hmm. and I felt like the whole class and I think the whole class was laughing at me and I seem to remember running out of the room crying. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I don't remember what happened after that, but I'm sure I was very upset and I'm sure on some level that affected me going forward. But looking back, I can understand. I think actually we did a session and that was one part of it because mm -hmm. uh, I've done a couple sessions with you and that was one, I think we're looking at it from my mature adult perspective 30-something years later, I look back and, and know what I know now as a person and what I've, how I've lived as my life and why seven-year-olds would do that kind of thing. Right. It just doesn't seem as impactful when at the time that was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Right. So that's exactly it. So when you're seven years old and you have this experience, it, it can be overwhelming because, again, you're seven years old and the whole class is laughing at you, and that's an overwhelming experience. But as an adult observer, and when you go back into it, and it's actually really interesting. So a lot of people think when you do regression therapy that you're going to see these overwhelming traumas, things that you don't want to look at again, and things that just need to be blacked out from your, your mind. Right, like, oh, well, I'm afraid to do that because what if I find out that I was sexually abused right. by my grandfather or something? 100%. Um, that is actually rarely the case. Oftentimes we have issues from very benign memories, a memory like that when you're seven years old. And again, at the time, it was very impactful. But now you look back at it and it's, it's an instance in your life, one instance in your life that has really created some type of message for you for the rest of your life. And in that instance, if you can go back into that instance and, and tell the seven-year-old, listen, it's okay, you're okay, everything's gonna be okay, then the seven-year-old in your subconscious mind um, because the seven-year-old actually still does exist. Mm -hmm. Every little moment in your mind still exists with that exact feeling at that exact age. If you can resolve that, the seven-year-old finally gets a chance to relax. Um, so what I actually do find most interesting is oftentimes people are afraid of regression because they're afraid of what they're going to see, when in reality, most memories, I would say 95% of the um, experiences that I've had with clients have been really benign memories that you would look back now and, and kind of chuckle at. Okay, so in other words, it, most of the time it's not some explosive no. thing where, you know, it's something that you should still be afraid of or right. horrified by. Right. So there are cases that that does happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are cases that, that does happen where um, something a bit more traumatic will come up. And the beauty of that, again, is that you're detached. You're not reliving it. You're so detached. So you're, you're kind of dissociated as yes. if you're a fly on the wall. A little birdie. Or, I uh, call it the little birdie. Little birdie, okay. Yeah. So That's nicer than a fly on the wall, right? Right. So the <laughs> little birdie gets to look at this instance and um, through fresh eyes. So let's say it is a really significant trauma that happened to you and you are crying or, or angry or, or screaming and stuff like that. In that moment, again, that moment has lived the rest of its life with you and you're carrying that moment. So when you get back into regression, you can diffuse the emotions. You can create a neutrality around that instance that allows you to be in this moment, in the age that you are in now, not living through the eyes of a five-year-old that had a very significant experience. Um, hmm. So again, if a highly traumatic experience comes, comes up, it's actually um, a beautiful thing as well because again, you're detached, you can have a catharsis, you can release those heavy emotions, and you can live the life through the eyes of your age now. I see. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. 
I remember hearing once a metaphor about how we, and I'm, I'm curious what your opinion is about this. When we're children, let's just say, think of a, a shot glass. Mm-hmm. Hopefully children are not using shot glasses, but let's just say. <laughs> never know. Never know, right? <laughs> and that could be its own trauma right there. <laughs> but let's just say the child has a, you know, a shot glass represents a child's ability to handle challenges. Mm-hmm. And you can only put so much water in a shot glass before it overflows and is overwhelmed by the, the, the water that you're pouring in there. Right. And as we get older, hopefully, and we have more experiences and every little thing that happens is a smaller and smaller percentage of our whole experience, our resources grow and our shot glass becomes like a three-ounce cup, then a four-ounce cup, then eventually a pitcher and maybe mm-hmm. hopefully a much larger amount. But if we have some sort of trauma or stuck arrested development or something based on something that happened that seven-year-old like you mentioned or that inner child can still feel like one ounce or two ounces of water is going to over overwhelm them when mm-hmm. in fact they could hold 16 ounces right does that is that you agree yes with that? that's very true um i really like that metaphor and it makes a lot of sense trauma that is life that's life that really is life and oftentimes when you have let's say someone with a particularly traumatic childhood they have really difficulty. They ha- they have difficulty coping as an adult um, because their resources have been sapped from a very young age. So it's a little bit unfair um, because they are inundated. They are overwhelmed in their mind with um, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of stuff. And it is. It really is like a cup that is full. And even though you're older now, you're still full. So where are you going to put these new experiences? So I really, I agree with that metaphor. I really like that metaphor. Okay, cool. Well, I can't take credit for it. I wish I could credit the person I learned that from. I don't remember where I got it from, but it's one of those, maybe we should do a regression session on where I, I don't know where that that. worked. Now, speaking of which, that's interesting because you mentioned using regression for, for trauma and, you know, you touched Mm -hmm. briefly on addictions and things like that. Um, Going to the initial sensitizing event or the initial moment that something uh, the person was sensitized to having a certain reaction or response. Mm-hmm. I mentioned about, well, I wonder where I got that story from. Mm-hmm. You can. Right. Use, what are the uses about like recovering lost memories or lost items, things like that? Interesting. So there's also forensic hypnosis. A lot of forensic um, hypnosis is through the use of regression. So let's say someone lost their engagement ring and they did everything they could to try to find it and they're at their wit's end. Oftentimes... Or if they think about it, they'll they'll use a hypnotist and be able to regress to the time they lost it. They uh, you can use a regression for criminal cases or court cases where um, to remember what someone looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's past life regression. Um, I've used that's, re- a real, that's really interesting. We're going to get to that more right. Later in the that's show. that's the most fascinating regression. But you can use regression. I've used regression probably for every single topic in the book, whether it's something minimal like focus, which is not minimal, but um, it's not a heavy drug addiction, but everything in the spectrum. I've, I, I've used regression for everything, every little thing. And um, again, it's not necessarily even for insight. You know, It's not even for an aha moment, oh, that's why I have issues with ADD or issues with depression. It really is to go in and to... Um, work with your subconscious mind to release the water from the, the shot glass to to give it a little um 
space to just allow the water to use that metaphor yeah to just um flow. Leave, to right. flow yeah to leave the cup to allow for new water to come in it's a highly cleansing process i i i know mm-hmm. yeah and and i know <laughs> and i i know about that and 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 the second part of our show, we're going to talk about some, we're going to answer some of our uh, viewer and listener questions and also uh, discuss some of your um, your own experiences with mm-hmm. with respect to clients you've worked with mm-hmm. um, in a general sense or specific in terms of the kind of issues that you've seen and, and what results you've seen with that. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask about that in terms of lost items, mm-hmm. I think, you know, at the Miami Hypnosis Center, we get calls occasionally from people who say, well, I lost this item, I lost that item. And some people they've heard about, they say, can hypnosis work for that? And obviously using regression, it may. Mm -hmm. Under what circumstances would it not work? Even though you can never really predict and and never guarantee outcomes that, oh yeah, sure, we're going to be able to find it. In what cases would someone who lost a piece, an important piece of jewelry or paperwork, those are the kind of things we've, we've been requested. Mm -hmm. When would it not work? Or when would they just not be able to recover it? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I'll just tell you this. You know, I can't tell you that 100% of the time the regression therapy is they're they're going to pick up on it. So it's more about um, the chances of the the client really connecting to the work and and, and it being effective. Um, we could regress to the day and that it happened and they're not specifically seeing clear enough where they put it. Um, Mm. That's not to say the regression's not particularly working. It's just the details. um, So so obviously the person... Okay, so the person had to obviously be aware on some level of where they put it. If if it just got if, if someone moved it and disappeared, so, yes. then then you'd need to see a psychic right. or something to find that, or yeah, like a yeah. clairvoyant person or something. They but, would have to be responsible, the, so, the, the responsible party that lost it. I think. Okay, so they'd have to actually be be somehow there when they right. when they like oh I you know I didn't realize that I put it in that drawer. Right. But they did. They have to be part of the experience. I got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and as far as regression, one more going back to the. The regression, which is called age regression, when you're mm-hmm. going back for some reason within this lifetime, um, other than emotional trauma, addictions, what are some other issues that you typically find that you've worked with or that hypnotherapists would work with for age regression? You know, using okay. that technique. Again, so I've used it for really everything. Um, let's say someone has issues with sugar. Okay. Okay. I believe everything has a core. Everything has a beginning and everything has a reason. Um, so, again, if it's chocolate addiction uh-huh. or something like that or a sugar or confidence or um, oftentimes it's interesting, but letting go of a partner uh, that you're in a relationship with, um, heartbreak, you know, you can... Again, you're not changing the past, but you can um, really work with people into forgiveness and acceptance of the fact that this is their reality as it is now. Um, I work with a lot of people for breakups and relationships and not necessarily always using the aggression technique, but oftentimes um, a really beautiful way of forgiving someone or really letting someone go, which I have found is if you can even regress them to a positive experience with an ex um, and 
they remember the the good things about this person and the fact that uh, there was a positive reason to being with this person. They um, they can be reminded that um, there were good aspects and maybe not so good aspects of the relationship, and um, they can be at peace with uh, their experience. So it sounds to me like regression is simply well, maybe not simply, but is is ultimately just a, a tool, a very powerful tool mm-hmm. to help someone complete their awareness or shift their mm-hmm. perspective about a past experience. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly it. It's um, Because we can't change the past, but we can change how we respond right. to the memories of the past. Right. It offers a bit of resolution. That's really what it is. It's not trying to change history. It's not trying to fix what has been broken. What has happened has happened but it really offers a bit of emotional resolution, some clarity, and some peace of mind, really. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like how to finish the unfinished business. Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree that um, that is what it is. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. I think so, too. <laughs> Thanks for that explanation, Dana. Well, we'll be back in a few moments after these uh, messages and after this break. And we're going to take some questions from our audience and also uh, get into past life regression, which a lot of those questions are based on. So we'll be back in a moment on the Inspiring Mind Show on your Power Radio Network.
Kelly of Own Your Power Communications. We empower entrepreneurs to live the life they deserve through our internet radio network. We have thousands of listeners worldwide from Miami to Italy. If you're a speaker, author, or coach, and you're on a mission to change the world, the Own Your Power radio network has a global platform just for you. We're looking for the next personal and business development stars. If this sounds like you, you can be featured on one of our shows as an expert. There's a package for every budget. If you want to help others own their power, call us today to find out more information at 877-545-7352. That's 877-545-7352. Look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the Inspiring Minds radio show on the Own Your Power radio network. I'm your host, Todd Goodwin, from the Miami Hypnosis Center, and today we're talking with Dana Peicher, certified hypnotherapist. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> and, uh, and we're talking today about regression therapy, mm-hmm. using age regression, which is going back to uh, past memory or experience in, 
in our present life mm -hmm. and, and all the different uses for that, whether it's for resolving trauma, addictions, uh, confidence issues. As you mentioned also, Dana, uh, recovering lost items can be used forensically for crimes, uh, recalling certain memories and, and images. And, of course, what everyone has been waiting for is the discussion on past life regression. Of course. And it <laughs> seems that that is the most interesting or that's the part that's most um controversial mm -hmm. certainly and it's not because of the regression part it's because of the past life part mm -hmm. so before we get into the whole past life question what is past life regression and how does that differ from typical age regression where you know you go back to in your memory when you're three years old or seven years old or something right so it's actually really interesting so a lot of people know of past life regression that don't know of age regression, which I always find fascinating because um, past life regression is such an abstract thing, and age regression is you go into your past. So, um, so in a way, they're kind of the same thing, just a yes, different time frame. They are. They okay. are. Uh, it's actually really similar uh, techniques into way in, in into tapping into past life that you would age regression. But I, I always find it interesting that people are very aware of past life regression. And it's also really interesting that I never used to talk about it. It was something I was very hush-hush about. And only if clients came to me and asked if I did it, did I talk to them about it, did I tell them about it. So not even every client that I've worked with even knows that I do it. Now I'm a lot more um, outspoken about it. And um, a lot of people actually know that I do uh, perform this therapy. But for a long time, because it is abstract and because it requires explanation, if you're not familiar with it, it's kind of something I laid off of. You're saying the past life part of it. The past life regression, yeah. Okay. Um, so do you, you believe in past lives on some <laughs> level? Loaded. Um, what, what, do, what do you, <laughs> what's your perspective on past lives? Or, or some people I've heard it saying, well, simultaneous lives and every mm -hmm. parallel dimensions and everything's happening at the same time. I mean, you know, the thing is, and I just want to throw this in as a caveat to, for, to our listeners, is that, for a lot of people, hypnosis, for the people who don't understand hypnosis, mm -hmm. hypnosis seems out there. Like you, right. you mentioned when you, after your, your car accident and you went to a trauma therapist or the woman who helped, the, you know, who helped you, and she said, I'm a little alternative. I do something called hypnosis. So most people don't really understand much about hypnosis at mm -hmm. all, even though that's not necessary for it to work for them. Uh, there are a lot of misconceptions about it. And rather than going back into that, the point is that some people think, oh, hypnosis is like out there. And, and it's really not. It's actually, it, it's been demonstrated scientifically as something is really happening and, and it's a legitimate real thing. And yet one reason why as a hypnotist myself, I have never dealt with past life regression or past life issues is because I've never really been sure that I believe in it, mm -hmm. in, in not regression, but in, in past lives. And also, not only that, but from a professional point of view, I had trouble balancing the things that, that I do as a practitioner that are real and tangible and provable and something that's controversial, metaphysical, fanciful, right, like right. past lives. So it's sort of like saying, well, yeah, I help people quit smoking and overcome you know, addictions and get rid of anxiety and stress. Oh, and also, you know, past life regression. Mm -hmm. So the point is, it seems the people I've talked to, you either get people who are really 
dogmatic about, oh, absolutely, past lives exist, and I was a, you know, an emperor in a past life, and I was a janitor. No one, no one's ever a janitor, you know, just, right. no one's ever, like, just a lowly person. It's always, there's a lot of Cleopatras out there. <laughs> but, but then you get these other people who are like, oh, that's complete BS, there's no way that's true. And if you, if you say, well, I'm a serious, you know, practitioner that helps people with a lot of real issues, and I do that, how do you avoid, when you explain that, losing all credibility? So that's why I didn't talk about it for a long time, because exactly like you said, the moment you tell someone you're a hypnotist, first of all, that requires a half an hour explanation because right. there's not many hypnotists out there. And it's a, one of the more also obscure professions. So in order to avoid that extra, um, you know, out there, like that girl's out there. Like she's really one of those people. She's really out right. there. Um, and she does past life, too. Not only is she just a hypnotist who deals with this, she does past life as well. Right. Honestly, I didn't even really want the headache. You know, I didn't want the headache unless someone came to me who was already familiar with what past life was, that we can have an engaging dialogue, that um, we can interact in a way that they're already familiar. Right. Rather than explaining from A to Z what past life is to someone who really, it might not even be relevant for them. Sure. So my belief in past life has changed over time, actually. So when I first started doing it, like anything I was doing in hypnosis, really, when I started doing hypnosis, I knew that it was effective. And I knew that it was, for me, it was kind of like math. It was like, so if I do A, B, and C, then this person's going to feel D, E, and F. So I'm going to perform it this way, so they're going to feel better. And it's just, again, like you said, just, it works. And it worked. Um, now, and that was also with past life regression, too, when I would do the regression. So, for example, let's say someone comes to see me for depression. I do actually a lot of past life for depression. Um, there can be someone, let's say, has seen, has been to normal therapy for, quote, unquote, normal therapy um, for 20 years. Conventional, Conventional therapy. Conventional therapy, right. therapy, yeah, for uh, for 20 years, and they're still depressed, and they find me, and then within... Because um, clearly something's not working, or they would not still be depressed. Right, 100%. Right. It, that's the issue. So then they, they find me and they, they're starting to feel better very quickly. But let's say um, there are still issues that other forms of hypnosis haven't been full, fully, um, they're not fully cleared of their depression. Oftentimes it's in a past life. Hmm. Oftentimes, yeah, you have to go to a past life. There's something quote unquote karmic about their depression. Um, and what past life is, Okay, so if it's real or if it's not real, if there is reincarnation right. or if there isn't reincarnation, the therapy works. Why? Right. Um, well, no, let, let, before we get into the why, yeah, th I mean, as, as a practitioner, your primary goal is to, in, to maximize the likelihood that your clients are going to have a positive outcome right. to resolve the issue that they came with. Mm -hmm. And obviously, while we can't guarantee that, that's the goal and happens with most people. So... Getting over the issue or the problem is the most important thing, right? right? So that's where, see, that was my own experience, and I want to hear yours about that, is is it real, is it, is it not, and does okay. it really matter? Okay, right. So I'll explain that. Okay. So again, initially, I was just doing it because it was effective. And I, I really thought of it as um, these little movies playing in the subconscious mind, for whatever reason, are very deep. They're very deeply embedded in your psyche, and they really cause behavioral issues or they they um they are a part of a phobia or um again depression and emotional issues so initially it was just that it was just that if we did a past life regression and again these movies came up and we resolve these movies by going through um different processes 
So essentially, when you do a past life, um, the the healing comes from learning the life lesson. Okay, mm. so the idea is when you go into a past life and you go through the process and you learn the life lesson of that life and why you have to relive that lesson now in the present. You don't have to learn the lessons the hard way anymore. When you do a past life regression, you're learning it the easy way. What does that mean? So let's say uh, an example I use all the time is um, let's say you get in relationships where your partner cheats on you all the time. Okay? There's something about that that you have to learn, whether whatever the life lesson is. So you go through your life and you're constantly being cheated on or something, for mm -hmm. example. So instead of learning it by repeating that pattern over and over and, and having that be your life, with a past life, you can learn the reason why you have to go through this experience. And the moment you learn the life lesson, the moment you learn the reason why, you don't have to learn the hard way anymore. It's literally like 25 years of therapy in one sitting. Wow. So yeah, it's phenomenal work. So yeah. now okay. do I believe in reincarnation? Um, I have seen way too many just I'll use the word out there or the, the, the term out there. Um, I have worked with people that have never left the United States and they're describing scenes in Asia of battlefields. Hmm. Yeah. And they're describing the uniforms and it has a profound effect. This specific life or lives, cause there's numerous lives sure. have a specific effect. Um, on the way this person is today. And I, I do believe, actually, if I'm going to go there, I actually, I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe that it's not one soul, you know, goes into you and then another soul gets into you. I believe there are aspects of different souls that create your soul um, for whatever repair you need to, whatever soul repair you need to do in this life. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty deep. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, I know. <laughs> okay, so, you, so you, you were mentioning, okay, with with past lives or reincarnation, and one of, uh, Simone wrote a question online here. Um, mm -hmm. She said, can past life regression help you to heal uh, a relationship with someone in your present? So for instance, like you and your wife might have been uh, boss and employee in a past mm -hmm. life, or it might have been brother and sister, or maybe in a past life that person, you know, murdered you or something, mm -hmm. and now you're married and you feel like you want to murder them, and you're not <laughs> sure why or something. Sure. So, how how would how would that insight or question. the experience you have with the regression help? That's a great question. I actually had personal experience with that. Um, really? Yeah, really interesting. But I'll say this: yes, first of all, everyone that is in your present is it's called a soul family mm -hmm. you know there's a reason they're in your present because if they're pushing your buttons or if they um you exhibit growth through a loving experience all people that are in your reality now they have traveled with you quote unquote traveled mm. so um if you do past life regression around relationships that you're currently in yes 100 percent, they can really heal existing issues again because you're with that person because they're supposed to bring something out of you they're supposed to test you um oftentimes people think soulmates are like this beautiful whimsical thing when in reality soulmates are people that test you they they create spiritual growth that's mm. why they're called a soulmate um they they test you they challenge you so if they're in your existence they're meant to push a certain button whether it's a in a good way or 
a sometimes aggravating way. Okay. So um, by doing a past life regression, uh, I had, I mean, a personal experience where it was actually my first past life regression, and this was before I was a hypnotist. And yeah, it was a really interesting experience. Without going into all the detail, um, I, I went and I honestly, I went out of curiosity and the guy that did it said, you know, it's more beneficial. And this is the way I work now as well. It's more beneficial if you have a certain thing you want to heal um, rather than just curiosity. So I said commitment phobia and I was in a long term relationship at the time and I was struggling with my own self and I, I always felt suffocated in relationships and I never knew why. You know, I had a, a pretty much healthy background and I never understood really why I felt so suffocated and um Within a, again, without going into the details, which the details are very interesting, but <laughs> save that for another time. We'll save that for another time. Right. Uh, within 20 minutes, um, again, this was my first experience of the past life. Within 20 minutes, I, I saw two different lives that I can see how they're correlated, and um, and actually one of the lives I was suffocated. Um, so regardless if that was a real life or not, the moment I came up out of um, the past life regression, I continued in my relationship for many more years and I never again ever again after a 20 minute hypnotic session did I ever again feel suffocated in relationships wow yeah okay so that made a believer out of you yeah and again that was before I did hypnosis um as a practitioner and it was it was it I didn't make a believer out of me if past lives are real or not it made a believer out of me that this therapy it was helpful okay so that's that's really right the most important thing yes. is that if you're doing past life regression for validation that you had a certain experience in the past life, then maybe it's more important that it's real and that you can get there through hypnosis. Mm -hmm. But if your goal is to resolve an issue and if visualizing or re-witnessing a past life experience, whether real or imagined, if that helps, that's all that matters then, right? Right. And also I like to say as well, I, I don't think... So I'm not into the voyeurism of past life. I'm really not. Right. Like what I call uh, past life regression for entertainment purposes. Right. Just so you can go and tell your friends, oh, this is what I did in the Civil War or something. Right, right. So I'm not into that. I'm not into opening things just to open things without any resolution. Um, so a lot of times people will come for curiosity and um, we end up through conversation really getting to the core of why they're actually there for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, but past life regression is phenomenally phenomenal for healing. It is very deep healing. Again, I believe it's like 25 years of therapy in one session. Um, so when people do come from curiosity or for a type, some type of wanting to be a voyeur in you know, this uh, interesting process, um, I rarely, if ever, have done it for that. I, I really do it for only the healing mechanism that it has um, because it's not, you're not going to see it. You're going to, you're going to heal it. You're going to um, give some sort of resolution. Hmm. Awesome. So mm -hmm. we have a few minutes left. One, one question I do want to ask you though, Dana, is <coughs> mm -hmm. whether it's through past life regression, normal age regression, or any other type of work that you've done using regression, what, what would you say is one of the most standout or profound outcomes that one of your clients has experienced um, through your, with your help, whether, whether it was an emotional resolution, something physical, and, um, and just, you know, briefly, like in a minute or so, what, what was that experience like and what, what did they overcome? 
So I've had many phenomenal experiences um, with clients and they have been in the spectrum of emotional, mental, and physical. I work with people with disease as well. Um, and it's interesting, oftentimes, again, it's abstract, but oftentimes a, a lot of uh, past life therapy can be used for pain mm -hmm. or you know, um, the body holds emotions. Like the pain body. It, right. Right. Exactly. So the pain holds emotions and to release that you can go through an age regression or a past life regression. Um, some of the most profound things I've seen, well, I've had a client come to me for, for a very bizarre, uh, phobia, just, um, it was, she couldn't be a passenger in a car. She could drive a car. She was fine driving a car. She couldn't be a passenger. So she, um, you know, I asked her, have you been in a car accident? No. You know, do you have a fear of losing control? Not really. Fear of being vulnerable? Not really. You know, and we went into a regression and actually um, something completely that you would never think was correlated that happened to her. And again, without going into details, something that was completely not correlated. Um, 25 years down the line created this bizarre phobia. Mm. So what's interesting about regression is... Um, Oftentimes, you know, through psychoanalysis, you think you know why you're depressed. You think you have the answers to what's going wrong with you. But in reality, um, the subconscious mind works very differently. Mm. And there's, again, little instances like we talked about earlier. It doesn't have to be this crazy traumatic instance. It could be something benign that... At the time seemed major. Right, at the time seemed major. So um, she really blew me away because, again, she came in like a joke. It was basically like a joke or like haha i have this you know phobia i can't you know be passenger in a car and then we took it somewhere really interesting and we never thought it'd be correlated and the moment that was resolved she could be a passenger in a car and i don't see any other therapy working for that well other hypnotic therapies but like in general you can talk and talk and talk about not being of a passenger course. in a car for sure but you know, we resolved it super quickly. Hmm. Many, many other instances that are very interesting. That's pretty amazing stuff. We, I think we need to do another show on this and get at some point and get more. I know you and I, we're going to be doing a show. Um, our next show is mm -hmm. going to be on emotional trauma. And mm -hmm. obviously there's probably going to be some overlap because obviously you use regression a lot to resolve mm -hmm. that. And and uh, we'll talk about it at that point. So to wrap up, thank you again, Dana, thank so much you. for coming. Dana Peicher from the Miami Hypnosis Center, an accomplished and really very gifted um, hypnotherapist. So I'm Todd Goodwin from the Miami Hypnosis Center, your host and hypnotist. This has been the Inspiring Minds show on the Own Your Power Radio Network. To access uh, an archive of this show and our other shows, as well as see some of the other great shows on this network, you can visit ownyourpowerlifestyle.com. So we'll be back with some other exciting shows, very compelling and inspiring shows in the coming weeks on issues relating to emotional trauma, um, overcoming issues like chronic illness, or at least coping with them in an empowering way, and um, using hypnosis for a variety of other personal growth and, uh, and self-improvement um, approaches. So again, this is Todd for the Inspiring Minds Show on Own Your Power Radio Network. Have an inspiring, empowering, and transformational day. We'll talk soon. Thanks so much. It's Thank awesome you. being here.
This segment was brought to you by Constant Contact. Learn how to grow your business with the Constant Contact Toolkit. Sign up today by texting OYP to 22828. That's OYP to 22828 to register for the mailing list. Once you're a customer, Coach Simone will contact you and set up your complimentary training on marketing strategies and branding for your email campaigns. Once again, it's Constant Contact, where you can connect, inform, and grow.